Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi, everyone. This is Chatting with Ned. It's Natalie Jean. It's Natalie Jean. And today we have the honor of having singer-songwriter Dallin Applebaum. I hope I said that right. Dallin Applebaum is an alternative songwriter with a knack for melodic piano-driven songs with a dark-humored spirit. Originally based in New York City, she moved to Nashville in early 2022. Dallin has always been drawn to music. She began playing classical piano at a young age and started singing and writing songs as a teenager. After attending college in New York, Dallin began touring with major, major pop artists among the likes of Ryan Starr and Rachel Platten, in addition to working with recording artists such as Passion Pit, Phil, Phil Phillips, Matchbox 20, and many more among this success. I mean, this is this is phenomenal because I love Matchbox 20. I love, 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 Rob. Among this success, she also won runner-up for Best Folk Song in, in the John Lennon Songwriting Contest in 2009. Congratulations on that. In 2013, Dallin started an electronic rock band called Skies who made their way through the Brooklyn indie music scene before she chose to move into writing music on her own. During this time, Dallin also wrote and produced pop songs under the alias Elise Indle. Many of Indle's songs can be heard on TV and film, and I'm That Girl was featured in the promotion for the 2018 USA Women's Olympic team. Awesome sauce. In the process of building her new album, Grey Matters, Dallin began a writing songwriting club in New York as a place to get together with other songwriters and share ideas. It was through the club that she was able to create a space where she could work through and finish writing all the songs for her album. Gray Matters, due out in January 2023, explores extremes as a means to understanding and appreciating what's between them. Dallin produced and arranged most of the record herself with the help of her husband and a few extremely talented friends. She will continue to play shows in Nashville, New York, and around the country. Until then, she will be releasing singles and music videos from the album. You can pre-save her first single, Desiree, out on Spotify and other platforms today, September 15th, 2022. Let's give her a round of applause. <laughs> Hi, Dallin. How are you? Hi. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm still alive and kicking, you know. Uh, alive and kicking. Alive and kicking. That's all I can say after all this crap that's been going on in the world. So I like to ask this okay. question this way. How have you been in a George Floyd politics election, Roe versus Wade, and COVID had some babies, polio, monkeypox, Oh my God! Tsunamis, <laughs> earthquakes, assassinations, um, all kinds of cr- new viruses coming up and down the chimney. We had cicadas. I mean, how have you been through all this nonsense? 
I hate to say this because I'm doing well. You know, like I, I, um, I know that not everybody is. And, and so, uh, but I got, I, I've had um, the past couple of years, there's been ups and downs for sure, but I, I moved, I, I moved out of New York with my boyfriend at the time mm-hmm. Then we moved, uh, we actually got married, we oh. moved to Nashville, and um, and we got a puppy, and we're, um, we both work from home now, so um, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's not, it hasn't been bad for us, but we try, okay. we try and put ourselves in perspective, right, like every day, you know, just try and be grateful, because I know that not everybody is in that situation where they feel like, their, uh, the last couple of years have been good to them, you know. So, yeah. um, I got I got to say I haven't heard about the cicadas. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so not everybody got the, we got the cicadas here, and it was crunch, 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 crunch city here. Um, oh, they no. come out every seventeen years, and they were just all over the place. You there's there was no way you couldn't have missed it in in where I live in Maryland. You just could they were everywhere. Oh was, wow, yeah, I see. But it was their time to flourish. So what can you do about that? Yeah. Yeah. They came and hopefully they went. <laughs> yes. They de- it was weird. It's like all, all of a sudden for a couple of months they were here and then bam, they were gone. Um, so one of the questions I like to ask is this. Okay. And I give you a little synopsis. Obviously, as we're talking, <laughs> the pandemic was awful. Okay. People died. People lost limbs. People lost family members. It was just really, you know, depressing time you know it's a time where everybody could say you know they know how everybody feels because they were in that situation but on the flip side um there have been positives so it's okay if there are positive things that came out so during this time what i like to talk about is self-introspection because i think a lot of people had the time to be able to think about their lives and you know what they want to do with their lives so a lot of family members were seen walking outside together because, hey, they had the time to do it. I know colleagues that decided to um, cut back on work because they realized they weren't spending enough time with family members. Then you had, you had climate change. My God, when we were not in the streets, the pollution level went down significantly. The animals and Mother Nature were very happy not to have us out there, but they, and they're probably sad that we're back. Um, you had people mm-hmm. that decided to quit their jobs. They're like, you know what? I need to make money, but I need to be happy making money. So a lot of people yeah. tried to fulfill their passions. This was the time to do it. Um, and then there's artists like you and I. Some people, you know, created albums, EPs, uh, singles, tracks, whatever the case may be. They decided to create music. Some pe- people decided to rebrand. Some people just said, no, I'm not doing this music thing. It's too hard. So what I'm getting at um, is what did you think about? Did you think about changing anything? Did you say, you know, I'm good where I am. I know who I am as an artist. You know, some people decided to be more effective player and do social impact music, which is what I did. Um, what did you think about? Has anything changed for you? Or are you still the same? Oh, man. Yeah, no, I'm definitely, I've definitely changed a little bit. You know, I think um, 
for me, like, I mean, with my music, I was, you mentioned in my, when you're reading my bio, I was in New York City. I was in an electronic band, like a duo kind of thing. And, um, and I'd always written songs on piano. That's kind of where I started. And mm-hmm. um, I had, before the pandemic, I had written, you know, 12 or 13 songs um, while I was still living in New York. And I just hadn't recorded them yet. Um, and so the plan had been, I'm going to have, you know, a producer and go in the studio and hire my friend, play drums and bass and guitar and, you know, all the instruments all in one room. And then pandemic um, and all of a sudden, you know, we don't have, you can't go outside, <laughs> um, let alone into a studio. So um, I just started piecing this album together remotely by sending songs, you know, like, for example, my drummer was, he started off in Brooklyn and then he was in right. his in-laws' parents basement in North Carolina with his four-year-old kid, you know, like all this stuff. So the goal for the album really changed and I didn't want to wait. I'm impatient and I didn't want to um, have somebody else involved at that point because there was so much back and forth. So I was like, you know what? I can do this. I can produce this record myself. And so there's a little bit of like an empowerment moment there. Okay. Um, and uh, and then it shifted for me, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Um, you know, as far as, like, my civ and personality change, uh, I, I think I'm, I've kind of always, I've kind of always been the same. You know, I don't think much about that changed, although, um, you know, maybe maybe people would say differently. <laughs> Well, everybody had something different going on in their lives during this time. It was just, you know, one of the things I think the pandemic was that people realized they really need physical touch. They need to be around people. Those that are um, extreme, extreme extroverts. Um, Yeah. That are introverts were probably like, oh my God, this is kind of great. But Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you realize that, you know, screen time just doesn't do it. It just doesn't do it. Um, so how did you get into the music yeah. industry? Did you come out of the womb and you're a born darling? <laughs> and music were like, I'm just, that's me. That's how I, I came out of the world like that. <laughs> or was it something that you heard, you saw, that made you say, okay, you know what? Music is my thing. I'm going to do it. Um. Well, I think I was, I've always been a musician. Uh, that, that was like a, from the womb thing. I, I was uh, hanging off the piano before I could talk and start mm. taking piano lessons when I was like four or five years old. Um, so that's always been my language. Okay. I don't think I knew that I, I wasn't, and I guess I'm still not entirely like as interested in the business and the industry. Um, <laughs> but I, I knew like, you know, around the time where kids are deciding what they want to be when they grow up, what college they might want to go to, or, you know, what job they might want to have. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, I think I have to be a musician because that's 
kind of what I do, you know. Right. Uh, even at six, 16, I knew that. Um, and then, yeah, so I went to college for it. And then after college, just kept, you know, I started touring and um, and teaching kind of both touring first and then in between tours, teaching music. And, um, and that's kind of how I got into both sides of the industry, the touring and recording. And then I all teach piano and voice and songwriting. Okay. Wow. Well, music is definitely was a great choice for you. Now, how important is it for you to be authentic in your songwriting um, and as a musician and as a person? Um, I love that question because I, I was just having this discussion actually with my husband <laughs> Dean because we've we've done some writing together and. Um, for me, like, I have to have a very authentic, um, like, emotional connection to a song. I have to have that thread in order to really connect with it and feel like I'm not just phoning it in. Right. Um, You know, I've been in sessions before where, you know, we're trying to, like, maybe, like, co-write to write, like, a pop thing, and you're trying to, like, maybe, you know, fit into this formula and I just I struggle with that so I'm like where I need the the personal experience and the personal like uh, or the emotional right. uh, context um, now like I know there's other writers out there you know my husband's one of them who uh, he can just kind of make up a story and <laughs> it's still you know it's still this whole other world it's still really good Um and interesting, but you know he doesn't need that, uh, you know, it, it, that personal experience. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I just went on a tangent or if I answered your question. <laughs> I hope I answered your question. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did <laughs> answer the question. I had to ask this question: How was it working with Matchbox Twenty? Because that's one of my favorite bands. Okay, so technically I'm not supposed to say anything yet, but I don't think it's a big Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah. Some juicy stuff. Um, so, I, well, I'll tell you a story first that, I, that I'm totally allowed to tell. Um, okay. Years ago, um, years, so the, it really began, it's kind of a long story, but I'll, I'll try to make it quick. I was on a plane with my mom when I was like 16, and she had, hmm you know, my CDs, because she's my mom, and right. this guy sits down next to us, and he's, um, and he, long story short, he's, he has a guitar with him, and he's um, Rob Thomas's guitar player, mm. um, at, and my mom gave him the CD, and we didn't think anything of it, um, and then years later, when I was touring with Ryan Starr, um, we actually opened up for Rob Thomas, and um, anyway, this guitar player. This was years later, and this guitar player came up to me and was like, "Hey, I know you. I have your CD from when you were 16." I was like, "That's the that's that's like the nicest thing ever. That's just so sweet." Um, and then the other story. So we did that tour, and then later I was touring with, you know, and, and I should mention like the tour is like. You know, we played like three shows, maybe. 
And I'm a, I was like a backup keyboardist for Ryan Starr. So like expect Rob Thomas to remember who I was. Right. And then years later, um, I was with Rachel Platten and we were playing, same thing, I was like her backing keyboardist and we were playing this festival and all the artists were backstage together and we were in the same dressing room as Rob Thomas and his his crew and that same guitarist was there. So we were talking and he's like, hey, Rob, this is Dallin. She toured with us, you know, back with Ryan Starr a bunch of years ago. And Rob's like, yeah, I know you. I remember you. He was the nicest. He mm. was like the nicest of the big celebrities that I've 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 come in contact with. Um, so fast forward to uh, just a couple weeks ago, I uh, I got a call from a friend to actually sing back up on their record, and oh. it was um, so that's the part that is like I'm not supposed to that yeah. old, but I think so. so don't uh, don't tag them in the post. But, no, no, um, I won't. Yeah, they, <laughs> no, it's a, it's not a big deal. But they're um, it was great because they were actually looking for a kids choir, and I still have a bunch of students that are in New York City that mm-hmm. are these like super talented, adorable young kids, and so I actually um, got to have them come to sing on the record with me in this mm-hmm. like big choir. And it was it was awesome. It was there. Those guys are so sweet. Um, the new music is so good. I'm so excited for their record. So um, awesome. awesome, yeah. They were one of the first ba- when I lived in uh, New York many moons ago. They were one of the first bands I went to see, and I just love Rob Thomas's oh, awesome. voice. I love his voice. I, I've been oh yeah fan ever since. Um, Yes, he started. I mean, he he uh, he wasn't at the session, but okay. the um, some of the other guys were, and they're just so sweet. And yeah, I love I love his voice too. I think it's just so soulful and yeah, storytelling's great. And he's a great songwriter as well, because I know he's written songs for other people as well. So that yeah, is that, super awesome. Now. What is your writing process like? And if you get writer's block, how do you deal with that? Oh, so I, um, for a very long time, I really struggled with lyrics. Like since I was basically out of the womb, I could come, I could sit down at the piano and, you know, come up with a melody and, and enjoy singing it. And, um, uh, you know, and, it was always, I always had trouble, like, matching that to lyrics. So I, mm-hmm. I spent a long time, like, studying other lyrics and, and reading um, about how, like, other people's process. And I came across this process um, from this, this writer. He wrote a book called Writing Better Lyrics. James okay. Pat Pattis, like, a yeah, professor at Berkeley yeah. School Music. You've, you've heard of him? Yeah, yeah. Um. So this book goes through this process of like it's called sensory writing or object writing, mm. um, where basically you take ten minutes to you you pick an object and um, ten minutes and you write um, and you can only use your senses. So it's very it really brings you into the moment. 
um, you're not. It, it for me, it 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 really gets me into the details and like the beauty of of those details. Um, and so, I, so that's kind of how I get myself out of a out of a rut or like out of writer's block. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it, it takes a while, you know. Sometimes, yeah. like I haven't written. I've been working on this release I haven't written in a while and I know when I go back to start writing in a couple of weeks I'm going to yeah. be like there's going to be a lot of duds <laughs> a lot of stuff that I just thought oh okay that's not gonna that's not gonna show up anywhere again <laughs> I totally feel you I know that when like for me when I'm forced to write a song nothing will come out I have to be moved yeah. by something and I'll stare totally. at the screen and I still write on paper because I'm just old school. And then, uh, and then I just have yeah. to walk away and let it go. And um, yeah. I'm just like, okay, the next day everything will just flow. And I'm like, well, where were you yesterday? Um, yeah. I mean, I get inspired in the shower. Oh, my gosh, I can come up with the best lyrics in the shower. And, you know, I asked somebody one time, I said, why do you think that is? Because a lot of people say that that's where they get inspired. It's like you're by yourself or, I don't know, if you're with somebody mm-hmm. or whatever. But the, the water is soothing. And you just, you feel more mm. relaxed. You're not tense. You know what I mean? You're just, yeah, just, yeah this, I'm, I'm loving the water on my body. And I could come up with, so, you know, I'm like, but I can never remember what I've <laughs> What I'm singing in the shower, so I started bringing, putting myself onto the side, and I said, no, I didn't want it to get wet. I'm going to come up with a gadget. I keep saying this. Waterproof. <laughs> the button. Waterproof microphone. <laughs> or, yeah, some kind of gadget, because I love gadgets, um, so that, you know, it's waterproof. You can sing. Now, one person told me about a, a pad, which I still have I bought it, but still haven't used it. But it's a waterproof pad with a pencil that you can actually put in the shower and you can write notes. Yeah. So that's another way that I'm I'm going to start being able to write some great songs. Um, So I'm going to play your song, Desrez. Tell me what that's about. Oh, you cut out for a second. What did you say? Tell tell me what that's about, Desrez. Yeah, sure. So... um... You know, I lived in New York City for 15 years, and it was always, I mean, you lived there, you know. It's, yeah. like, just always such a struggle. I, I, I think I lived in 15 different apartments, and it was always oh. such a, I mean, I'm exaggerating, but it was always so stressful to yeah. find an apartment and and go through that whole thing. I always felt like I was racing. I mean, literally once we were... Uh, I had a roommate um, at the time and we were in line and to go see this apartment and we told the real estate agent that we liked it and like had to sprint to go get checks, right. cashier checks, you know, cause if not, they were going to give it away to the next people. Right. It was just so insane. So anyway, um, I was thinking <laughs> about that a lot. <laughs> and then I saw this, Thing on like planet earth or like one of those channels about mm-hmm. hermit crabs okay. um, and, <laughs> and, um, and so I was, I was thinking about this how hermit crabs kind of they, they it's incredible actually they stand in line 
they wait in line and um the the one with the biggest shell sheds his shell and then like they basically wait in size order and take okay. the shell that's just one bigger than them and if there's two hermit crabs that are the same size mm-hmm. they fight over the shell and or they you know they whoever gets it first then one is left homeless and just like an oh, octopus no. or you know whatever can come eat it because they're not oh. protected and I'm like this is kind of like living in New York or maybe like right. a lot of places that are <laughs> it's really hard to find housing <laughs> um, so yeah so Desrez it's like a, it's a British real estate term it means desirable residence. Um, that's what it's short for. And I just it just sang really well, Desrez, Desrez. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of how the whole thing came together. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I see, I like stories. I love stories like that. Let me go ahead and play it. Here we go. Go for it.
Audio Jungle. That was great. That was awesome. I love your voice. Thank you. Oh, thank you. You can see why, you know, your your one of your songs was in, you know featured in the promotion for the 2018 USA Women's Olympic Teams. I think listening to your voice, it's, uh, you can definitely feel that it would be great for any type of show. Um, oh, is that what you're envisioning? So is, is sync and licensing part of your plan as well? Yeah, I, um, it's good. It's not the goal for this record right, necessarily. Right. Um, but I, I've done, um, so I was, I guess, oh God, when was it? Two, um, Sorry, I just got distracted because it sounded like there was a cicada in my room for a second. <laughs> I'm like, what is that noise? It sounds like it's right in my window. Um, anyway, uh, we, uh, not we, I came up with the, I was always writing these pop songs and they didn't, like I mentioned before, they didn't necessarily have the like emotional, um, con- I, I didn't have the emotional connection to them. Right like I did some of these songs, but they were fun. And um, I was lucky that I had friends that um, they own a music library and they were like, well, come up with an alias and we'll put the, we'll put the songs in the library and we'll try and get them, you know, um, to some TV and to some, uh, you know, commercials and all that. And so, yeah, so I came up with I'm that girl and, um, and they did a great job at getting it to some different people. So it's been on a couple of different TV shows, and um, and the biggest thing that it landed was the the women's Olympics. Yeah, that's uh, huge. For 2018. Yeah, uh, that's, that's definitely huge. Now you know, obviously, musicians are not making money uh, with streaming. <laughs> Because it's god awful the, the the amount of money they pay, especially Spotify. Spotify. Spotify serves its purpose. I've had discussions about this. I mean, you can gain a lot of new yeah. fans like that, but the pay is just disgusting. Um, but you know, when 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 artists are trying to make money, uh, it's either that you're touring, you're selling merch, or doing you're doing sync and licensing. Because obviously, streaming yeah. is not. not you know, it's not paying the bill. It's just not. So no. you know, this is an avenue that we, if, if, if people are serious with their artistry and they really want to do this as a living, you have to, there's so many different things that you have to look at besides the streaming thing um, <laughs> to get paid, you know, yeah. gigs and, and doing tours. If you're, if you're able to get a sponsor, because tour, touring is mm-hmm. expensive as well. Um, mm-hmm. You seriously have to love yeah. um, the music industry <laughs> to want to keep doing this. Because um, I question it all every day. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> I, love I love it. My saving grace. But hey, um, so my question is, um, what do you love most about being an artist? That's a good, that's a good question. I mean, um Love most is hard. I love, I do love playing shows. I, I love 
being able to just kind of, I love playing certain shows, I should say, like ones where I, I feel like I have this like total freedom um, because the audience is there with me, you know? Right. Um, yeah. And then I also, I really love, like there's moments I love in the writing and producing mm-hmm. uh, part. Not, not everything. <laughs> I right. think some of it's yeah. re- it's really challenging, and and then some of it's really fun. Um, I mean, overall, I love the challenging stuff too. Like you know, like I said, lyrics are a struggle still. I'm 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 happy. I'm like I I feel like I did uh, get out what I wanted to say, um, and right. I told some some stories some stories that I uh, I wanted to tell. Um, but it was it was not always easy to do that. Um, so I guess, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I do uh, okay. I do love um, when once the production comes starting to come together, and I feel like I'm at the point where I get to put the icing on the cake, which for me is like. Um, like a bunch of like stacked background vocals. I love mm-hmm. that. Or like some like really cool synth thing that's not necessarily the featured part, but it just like lifts the whole production up. I love I love right. those little moments. That's really fun for me. Now you've done a music video for Des Res and it's an animation which I yes. love. I um I like to use. I've done some on five. I've gotten some people from on Fiverr to do that for me, like little things. I'd like to do bigger ones, but then I got the thing that's so expensive. So how did you come yeah. up with the idea of doing an animation video for uh, for the song? Well, I I think um, that is a good question. How did I? <laughs> I think I've always seen uh, for this one, I always just imagined it being an animation um, mm-hmm. because um just it just felt like the song lended stuff to it with the, the whole idea of the hermit crab and then um Skylar I spoke to Skylar from Sky Baby Cartoons um, mm. and he loved the idea too but then he kind of took it and made his own spin on it and I won't give too much away cuz it's not out um technically the music video is not out until Monday but um and it's and it's short. It's a, it's shorter than the song, um, mainly, you know, just because animations are expensive. <laughs> it takes so much time to make. But he did a really great job at like telling the story, but putting a, a like a cute little spin on it. And um, I love his style. He's got like like his style reminds me of all those like '90s cartoons. Um, like Daria or or um, Doug, if you're, I don't know if you're familiar with Doug yeah, or no. Kay Arnold. Yep, I know those. But yeah, those are those are totally my jam. So, um, I was happy. I'm so happy when he was like, "Yeah, I'll we'll work with you." Especially he had just finished like he does all these big country artists. He just finished something for Casey Musgraves and Dirk Bentley and all these all these people. So I was like. That's awesome. Completely awesome. Now, your song, Till Death. Tell me what that's about. 
That is simply about a love-hate relationship with New York and um, and having to leave, mm. having to leave New York and um, not having to leave, choosing to leave, um, but, you know, having mixed feelings about it. Awesome, coffee. Let me play Thank you. 
Audio Jumbo. I love your voice. Thank you. Thank you. Well, now I want to hear your stuff. <laughs> well, you can find me on <laughs> all streaming platforms. Um, yeah, so I do. I'm multi-genre, but, but right now I'm focused on Americana, folk, oh. um, country. That's my thing. I like the story. To, obviously, you can tell a story in any type of uh, genre, but that's uh, yeah. uh, that's that's. That's my thing. That's my thing. Now, one of my last sounds like you got to come out to Nashville. Yes. So I'm going to be out in Nashville. Um, I'm part. I'm going to be doing. So Sisters in Music is going to have a stage at the Josie Music Awards, which is October 23rd, but the festival is on October 22nd. So I'll be performing a couple. Yeah. So I'm trying to go out there for a week and you know meet and hang out with people and. There's some people I want to collab with, so um, yeah, nice. I'm going to do my thing and try to get out there. Um, one of the last questions I'd like to ask is this: What are the things you wish you had known before you got into the music industry? <laughs> What's well, one thing I wish I had known? Um... Yeah, it's hard, right? Three things. It's <laughs> hard, I- like. Like I my uh my first answer is like uh have a have a really cool backup job. Right. <laughs> I don't want to be cynical. <laughs> I like have it's like like learn programming, learn something you can go on tour with. Because <laughs> um, because um, I I I'm like half kidding, but I'm like also half serious because. Then I think what happens is, and this is in my fantasy world, um, then yeah. you get to focus all of your energy on the music you are making. You get to just focus, like, on the pure art part of it. Like, you just get to focus on your expression and um, and the storytelling or, like, the like whatever your, your, your thing is. You get to focus on that as opposed to, like, trying to make it, you know. Um, you know that that's my kind of cynical answer, I guess. But um, I'm gonna leave it with that, you know, because that's the honest <laughs> answer. That's <laughs> I think uh, you know it, for everyone, no matter how talented you are, um, like just getting into this business and this industry and continuing to love. Like you gotta love the steps, you gotta love the ride. You know, like you, you, if if you're doing it for an end goal, and that's right. and you keep thinking that's what you're gonna love, that's the part of it you're gonna love, then mm-hmm. you you should you shouldn't be doing it. I agree. I mean, yeah. One of the, one of the biggest things that I've learned is it seems like when you start to get into the music industry, you meet so many shady people. Yeah. Uh, um, so it's just like, uh, they, it's like they, they, they smell you when you're about to do music and they're like, oh my gosh, I can make you a star and da, da, da. So I always tell people to do your due diligence. Um, yep. 
and do research on everybody that comes and contacts you. you. You know, make sure you understand a lot of things before you sign off on anybody. Don't pay anybody. Yeah, um, for sure. That, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of damn work. You have to be on every social media platform. It's different. The music industry has evolved over time, and it's very yep. different for us because now you, when you're creating music, will it work for Instagram? Will it work for TikTok? Will it work for this? Will it work for that? You know, it's a lot harder now to be heard on, you know, even our mainstream radio. Um, you know, a lot yeah. of that is play. So it's like if you really want to do this, you've got to um, – uh, you've got to really enjoy music. It's got to be in your soul, you know, mm-hmm. and be proud of your own catalog. That's the thing. Be proud of your yeah. work. Be, don't try to compete with other people. Be pr- proud of your catalog. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Definitely. So I think that's great advice. I, I try. Um, well, <laughs> I mean, I'm adding I don't know why, but this is all breaking up a little bit. What'd you, oh, could sorry. you repeat that? I said, I said it was great chatting with you and getting to know you. I love yes, your voice. you too. Hopefully, hopefully I'll get to see you in Nashville when I'm out there. I'm trying to figure out my whole schedule for that. Please let uh, me know. Yeah, we'll be here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um keep doing what you're doing. Um, you, you have an amazing voice. You're an amazing person. Um, you, see, you seem very you. sweet. Um, and congratulations on everything and congratulations on your single coming out today. And I can't wait to hear the rest of the album in 2023. That's going to be awesome. Um, well, thank, thank you. Thank you. All right, thank everybody. Thank you so much. Yes, that was Dallin Applebaum. You can find her on www.dallinapplebaum.com. If you don't remember that, she's all over the place. You can Google. I'm getting a shirt that says Google me because we can't tell you everywhere we are. It's just too many platforms. (laughs) Uh, She's amazing. Uh, This was exciting. I love shows like this. You got to know more about her. You got to follow her. You got to stream her music. We need streams, people not making us money but you know it's nice to see the streams all right everybody until next time on chatting with nat thank you darling thank you love it love it love it chatting with nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.